As summer shifts to fall, some birds in northern Michigan are preparing for their annual migration. For sandhill cranes, that means putting on a little extra weight to help fuel their move. Brian Allen had an unforgettable moment with sandhill cranes a few years back. He's from Manistee and has been birding for decades. It's a tale so wild, he wonders if anyone would believe him. Well, reporter Leslie Hamp does, and she has his story. Brian Allen lives in Manistee and has traveled the world in search of birds. He's been to Mexico, Ecuador, Africa, even Malaysian Borneo, to see and hear exotic species. But nothing prepared him for an encounter with a pair of wild birds in his own backyard. It was April 2017. Brian was walking his wetland looking at birds, plants, and dragonflies. It's part of his daily routine. But this day turned into a bizarre, exhilarating experience. And I had noticed sandhill cranes were lingering in our field, so I was very hopeful that they would nest there. Sandhill cranes nest in April or May, usually close to marshes and bogs. Both members of a breeding pair build the nest using plant material from the surrounding area. Brian's property is an ideal setting for sandhills. They would come there almost daily. We'd hear them. They've got a loud bugling call and it was great to have them around. Sandhills are pretty common all across Michigan. Brian hoped the large birds would nest in his field, so he avoided the area for a few weeks. But after a while, the sandhills seemed to disappear, so he thought it was safe to walk out there again. One day I decided to walk straight across the meadow. I usually don't do that. It's pretty swampy out there, and I had some hip wader boots on. And I was exactly in the middle of the open area, nowhere to hide or go, and I heard the sandhills bugling a little ways away. Sandhills are big, four feet tall with wings spanning five feet or more. They're distinctive in flight with their necks stretched out and legs dangling behind, and their loud bugle calls can be heard up to two and a half miles away. Here's a recording of what they sound like from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. The calls kept getting louder and louder, and soon I could see the two cranes come over the trees at the edge of my property, headed straight for me. He was in the middle of the wetland with nowhere to go. Thought maybe if I just hide in the grass, they won't see me. So Brian laid face down in the meadow, hoping to be inconspicuous. And I laid there, and I heard him calling still, and then it was quiet. And I thought, that's kind of odd. I thought they'd call and keep passing over me. And then I heard a sound in the grass. And I looked, and I swear, a foot away from me, I could see the legs of a sandhill crane. Sandhills have three long toes with sharp claws on the end of each foot. The claws can be used for scratching in the dirt to find food and for defending themselves. This crane was walking right around me. I could see its legs, and I looked up, and the crane was right there and looking down at me. Some researchers estimate sandhill cranes to be two and a half million years old. Brian could see the evolutionary link to dinosaurs. My impression was how reptilian it looked, because I could see all the scales on its face and its eye, and the jerky movements seemed very much like a large lizard. 
And then I saw another pair of legs, and the other bird was on the other side of me, and they were walking circles around me, and again, just about a foot or two away from me. So I laid there real still. I felt a little trapped. So there he was, lying in a marsh, getting wet, feeling exhilarated at the novelty of the experience, but also a little nervous. Brian had never heard of a sandhill crane attacking a person, but he wasn't sure what would happen. I turned, I looked up at the other one, and he kind of was looking at me in its jerky, reptilian way. And finally, I, I just turned a little bit, and then there was this incredible wham, 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 that was the beat of their wings. The cranes took off, bugling, as they flew away. It was almost deafening. It was so loud, and they took off, hit up into the air, and flew across the field. Brian has been birding since he was a teenager. But never in his wildest imagination did he think a pair of sandhill cranes would walk circles around him. And he wondered who would believe him. Nobody's going to believe me with that. But yeah, it really happened. I still have a very vivid mental image of them craning down to look at me, trying to figure out if I was a log or what I was, I guess. But yeah, I'd wondered what was going through their heads at the time. Brian likes to share his joy of birding with other bird enthusiasts and nature groups. He says once you open your eyes to birding, you'll notice all sorts of birds, even right in your own backyard. For Points North, I'm Leslie Hamp. Before I let you go, one last thing on sandhill cranes. Their migration journey has traditionally been to places like Georgia and Florida, but warmer winters are changing that. They can survive the cold if they can get at a food supply. So if there's no snow, even though it's cold, they will hang around. That's Gary Segrist, former president of the Michigan Audubon. He says after the cranes gather in the southern part of Michigan in October and November, now a lot of them only head as far south as Kentucky and Tennessee. And some around us here and in other places will stay all winter now. Sandhill Cranes taking the term snowbirds to a whole new level, I guess. That wraps up the show this week. You can listen to Points North Fridays on Interlochen Public Radio. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Morgan Springer is our producer. I'm Dan Wanshura. Thanks so much for tuning in.